Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for popping on. And wherever you're listening to this, go ahead and take a quick second and hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Also, I'm on YouTube. Go to YouTube and search DeHuff Uncensored. And then don't forget to share it with your friends if you're able. Today, we're focusing on you. You guys are the star of the show today, and that's fine with me. Because I got to be honest, I've been sick forever, and I'm starting to come back. You guys have held me up, and what better way to say thank you as in to do a half-assed job and let you guys come up with the topics, because I got to be honest, I'm a little worn out, and that's okay, that's okay. That, But I do love hearing from you guys, because you guys are just as weird as I am. You have a lot of weird ideas. You have a lot of common things like I do. So it was fun. I, I put this out on Twitter and I said, give me random topics. Nothing's off limits. And you guys, of course, did not disappoint. So let's go ahead and get into the mailbag. God, I really need to make an open for that. I don't even know what would be in it. You've got mail. That's got to be the cliche you know, soundbite that I'll use. Anyway, we'll get into that at another point. But this first one comes in, and, and the reason why I'm using this one first is because he sent this in right as I finished the episode 134 where I did the mailbag as well. Uh, Nate Lundy, our good friend over at Mile High Sports, wrote in, talk about Rocky Mountain Oysters. Okay, Nate, you got it. And here's the thing. I've had Rocky Mountain Oysters before, and it was from the Buckhorn Exchange in Denver. And I want to say the Buckhorn Exchange is the oldest restaurant in Colorado, possibly. Either way, it was they were actually really good. And if you don't know what Rocky Mountain Oysters are, they're, they're basically made into chips, but they're bowl testicles. Yeah, that's right, testicles. But they deep fry them. And they taste like calamari. And I love calamari. So if you like calamari, you will like Rocky Mountain Oysters. Now, here's the thing. You got to get past the idea that you're eating balls. Hell, I ain't going to eat nobody's balls. Although, that being said, I could uh, I could, I could, feed a, a large family. <laughs> Thanks, cowboy. <laughs> That's disgusting. Well, my balls are huge. That's all I'm saying. Jesus. Okay, cowboy, enough is enough. Hey, speaking of servicing a family, I banged your mother last night. Fuck you, Connery. Jeez, we're talking about food. Well, I ate plenty last night. Okay, okay, I get it. Ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Dirty bastard. So anyway, Rocky Mountain Oysters, not that bad. They, they taste like calamari, but they make them into chips, and then they deep fry them. And then they always give you like a horseradish sauce with it or and or I believe like a marinara sauce with it. So here's the thing. I, I put this out on Twitter because I was trying to figure out what, what the best places were in the state to get Rocky Mountain oysters. And two places came up. One, the Buck, Buckhorn Exchange, which I just told you about. And that's one I experienced. By the way, half order uh, of Rocky Mountain oysters at the Buckhorn Exchange is $13.00 whereas a full order is $19. As far as how much comes in a half order versus a full order, I don't know. But the other one, the the actually I got more comments on, is in Severance, Colorado, which is 
I want to say right around Windsor, Colorado. So it's it's north, 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 okay, in Colorado. And it's a place called Bruce's. And I, I would actually love to try these because they give you multiple options. They have $13.99 for an order of beef Rocky Mountain oysters. But they also have buffalo Rocky Mountain oysters. I just think it would be interesting to see if you could taste the difference in in balls. <laughs> and I'm sure they, they taste wonderful. The fact that I had multiple people saying go to Bruce's up in Severance, Colorado, they do an amazing job. That's what they're known for is their Rocky Mountain oysters. So next time I'm up in that area, I think I have to go in there. If you go in there, let me know how they taste after hearing this. If this is like, if it's your first time, let me know. But I, I kind of want to try them again. But it's the big thing is the the one time I tried them is with Scott Hastings and Alfred Williams. Scott Hastings and I ate them. You just dip them in the sauce and you just li- literally you just quickly put it in your mouth and, and the taste just takes over and you're like, okay, it's not that bad. It's not bad. Once you get past the mental side of what you're eating, it's not bad. Alfred refused to eat them. <laughs> like he fucking was pissed. He's like, I'm not going to eat it. It's like, dude, it's not bad. They taste good. And you put it in the dip sauce. Oh, it's delicious. So Rocky Mountain Oysters, if, if Buckhorn Exchange wants to hook me up and give me some uh, some uh, uh, of their Rocky Mountain Oysters, sure, let me know. Reach out to me, dehuffuncensored at gmail.com. I don't, they don't need to. I'm just saying if they want to. Also, if you guys know of a great hidden spot, a, just a diamond in the rough type of thing, or just a hole-in-the-wall restaurant that you think I should go eat at, maybe you and I meet up and we go, and then we'll give it a a review. I think that would be kind of a fun little side thing to do. I was talking a little bit with the guy that does Stoned Appetit, and he's in Colorado, and he does a lot of reviews. I think him and I are going to try to hook up and see if we can go around and eat some uh, unique things, at least a little bit. I know he's busy doing his own thing, but I want to see if I can kind of worm my way in there and at least go to a restaurant or two with him and see what he experiences on a regular basis because he might give us some good insights of these these places, a hole-in-the-wall places, or just these hidden gems that a lot of us just don't realize. So keep posting on that. Maybe you have an idea. DeHuffOnCensored at gmail.com. All right, Clyde wrote in, what was the last movie you saw that made you laugh out loud? I'll tell you a movie that didn't make me laugh out loud, but I wanted it to, was that new one by Rebel Wilson, Senior Year. It's on Netflix. I thought it would be good. It's okay. It's funny. Did I laugh out loud? Like, oh my God. There was. I want to say there was maybe like one or two jokes where I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. It's funny. But here's the thing. She's funny. But the movie was way, way too predictable. You could see the twists and turns coming a mile away. And it just, it was annoying. In fact, there was one point where my wife paused the movie because she she had to go do something. And I was like, so when are we going to get to the point where the guy Seth catches a Rebel Wilson in an intimate moment or what looks like an intimate moment with her ex-boyfriend? And she's like, yeah, no kidding. And then sure enough, like five minutes later, it happened. They have new jokes, but it's the same old 
structure of a shit comedy, romantic com- I don't even know if that's romantic comedy. It's just, it wasn't funny. So, Clyde, going back to your question, it's been a while since I've actually laughed out loud and really enjoyed a movie. And I had to go back. And it's really between two movies, Deadpool and Deadpool 2. And it's funny because you're like, what? Because I look at it as start to finish. Those are just good movies and funny. And the things that they have Ryan Reynolds say, and I don't know how much of that is other writers versus him, but either way, it's just good. But then I started looking at the movies that have come out since 2018, because that's when uh, Deadpool 2 came out. I was looking at the comedies, and I was like, some of these are kind of funny, but they're just not that good. So it's really hard to find a good comedy these days. So, man, I want to say Deadpool 2 was just one that I just laughed the most at as far as recently goes. Maybe I'm missing one. There might be one I'm missing, but it's really hard to find a good comedy. And a lot of times it's, it's really fuzzy when you start looking at the categories, what's considered a comedy these days. You start looking at the when you're looking at on demand. Well, let's look at some comedies. What should we watch? And some of the movies, they, the Army of the Dead was classified as a comedy. Like, how the fuck is that funny? I mean, they might just because there's like a joke in there here and there. That doesn't mean that that's a fucking comedy. It's just so confusing. I don't think they know how to label some of these it's it or they do it because that way they can go it's a comedy but it's also an action and then it's also romantic so that way we can be in multiple categories and get more views i'm sure that's the bullshit that they do but it's really hard to find a good movie that's that's funny all the way through there's also comedies and i i I forgot to write it down but there's comedies that they start off funny and then they try to get serious, and it's like the I don't it, it's like the movie loses its identity halfway through, and she's like, "What the fuck is this? I thought I was watching a comedy." There's been plenty of times my wife just looks at me and she's like, "You said this was supposed to be funny." I was like, "I thought it was, and now it's just all depressing." I don't want to fucking watch a depressing movie anyway. Clyde, comedies are just hard to really find nowadays. Hopefully, they bounce back, and I know that's. Part of the reason is like people don't want to be offensive nowadays. So I, I think that's kind of the thing. And I love offensive movies. I love movies that cross lines. They don't need to be completely on the other side of the line. Tiptoe the line, go across a little bit. I'm fine with that. Anyway, Joe wrote in, destroying a pen- penalty box cameras. <laughs> uh, that was in regards to Braden Sheen of the Blues He was all pissed off. I think that was in game one against the Avalanche, and he went nuts on the camera because he got thrown in the penalty box, and he didn't agree with it. So he went, yeah, I'm going to beat up the the camera with my stick. (laughs) I'm so mad. Here's the thing. I I joke about it, but it's just like, dude, your adrenaline is pumping. You're pissed off because you disagree with the call. And what's in front of you? Your fucking camera because you know that the TVs are just zooming in on your face and you're pissed off. And so I get it. Your adrenaline's pumping. It it did nothing other than to relieve some current tension with him at the moment. 
It's stupid. I'm sure he'll have to pay for it. Whatever. In continuing with the, the hockey talk, Scott wrote in, should Avalanche fans be worried after the Game 2 loss to the Blues? Yeah, the series is tied up one game apiece. I don't think so. I don't think, as of right now, Avalanche fans should be worried. They should be worried if in Game 3, the the Avalanche come out flat. Then you should be worried. If the Avalanche come back in Game number 3 and just lay the wood on the Blues then you should be excited because they're using what they did wrong in game number two when they came out and just got dominated by the St. Louis Blues. If they if they come out and use what they what they learned and what, what they did wrong in game number two and they use that to their advantage and learn from it, then that's exciting. Then you might have something really special with this team. If Jared Bednar can take this avalanche team and just go, we fucking sucked in game number two. We were an embarrassment to the state of Colorado and all of hockey. You know, he's going to say something extreme like that. Not necessarily true, but, you know, you to get your point across. And then, you know, we got to do better. We got to do this, blah, 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 blah. And if they come out with a fire in their belly and they come out and just beat the living snot, out of the St. Louis Blues and just end up running away with the series, then we should be excited. We should be excited if the Avalanche can learn from their mistakes because it's okay to lose, especially when you have best of seven series. It's not like in in the NFL playoffs where you lose and you're, you're done. Since it's best of seven, you can use that to your advantage. Okay, we fucked up. We did a lot wrong. What can we do to change that, and how can we be better? And if they learn from their mistakes, just like we do in our our jobs on a daily basis, if we can learn from our mistakes and come back even better, like we've said before, success is built upon our failures. If they can do that, that's great. If they sit there and sit and just wade in their in their fucking failures then they're just going to sit there and just be a failure. If they want to be a success in the NHL playoffs, this is their opportunity to learn from it and then become a success. So hopefully, I don't think as of right now, the Avalanche fans should be concerned. They shouldn't be. I know there's a lot of people out there that are, which is just crazy. It's one fucking game. But I would expect game number three, the Avs come out because they are better than that. Game number three, the Avalanche, I would put money on it that the Avalanche come back and just beat by at least two goals. Avalanche should take game number three over the Blues. We got more mailbag coming your way, but first, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton has an incredible selection of beer, wine, and spirits. But did you know they deliver? They do, and they also do curbside pickup. And also, they do online wine education classes. So stop on by 104th or on Sheridan. Excuse me. Stop on by 104th in Thornton or on Sheridan in Westminster and see for yourself. I get paid to talk. (laughs) I'm so stupid sometimes. You can always find weekly deals, events, or even drink recipes online at TotalBev.com. Again, TotalBev.com. Total Beverage, everything you need. 
and more. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. Okay, I admit it. Before the Minna McKinnon moved to town, I didn't know a hockey puck from a hamburger. You've never had my wife's cooking, eh? Now? Now I know the plus minus of everybody on the team. And I've checked out all their girlfriends on the internet. Shh. What's that? Shh. Okay? Uh, TMI? Xnay on the whole intro web thingy. But you get the point. We love hockey at the Blake Street Tavern. Stop by the corner of Park and Blake and watch the Minna Mac with game sound throughout our 18,000 square feet. It's a Blake Street Tavern where Denver watches sports. All right. Clyde wrote in earlier. He also followed up with another uh, uh, message. He said, so I listened to Skinwalker Ranch that episode today, and I challenge you to stay the night out there. The legend is that Navajo cursed the land. If you dig on the land, you will awaken the skinwalkers. Take a shovel and a sleeping bag and tell me you don't believe that shit. I responded to Clyde and said, eh, it's too far because <laughs> I'm not going to go out there. I get it. I, I see your point. But I'm not going to go out there. It's just too... I, I can't justify leaving my house and just going all the way over there and then, uh, you know, and doing that for a night. And you also got to get permission from those people if you want to actually go out there. And it's just a lot of work. <laughs> not going to do it. They can call me. That's fine. But here's the thing. Uh, meh. Meh. But that being said, let's say I did go out there. I'm not going to go fucking digging with a shovel. As what If you go back and listen to the Skinwalker Ranch episode, based on the stories I was being told and listened to, words going back and listening to multiple podcasts that had talked to him and doing some research on my own, and... I I just, based on that evidence, I just didn't see enough that was just like, yeah, it's totally believable. That being said, to Clyde's point, if I went out there myself and saw something, yeah, okay, yeah, my mind would be changed. The problem is, is I'm not going to go out there. It's just too far. If there was something similar to that here in Colorado... Yeah, I'd probably do it. I probably would. But as far as I know, there's nothing, anything close to that here in the Colorado area. By the way, I still have, I still have people commenting in on Severance, Colorado, as far as Bruce's go for Rocky Mountain Oysters. So, man, it sounds like I really need to go up there. Freddie wrote in, because I said, give me your random topics. He wrote, Mortgage refinance and or erectile dysfunction. The ball's in your court, my friend. Well, I got to be honest. I don't know shit about mortgage refinance. I don't. I do not. I have some friends that do. I do, but not me. So let's talk about erectile dysfunction. Apparently, that's a big thing that happens. When I worked at the radio station, you used to drive me crazy. You drove everybody crazy because almost every single commercial break if you listen to any sports station out there, every, I, I, yeah, every, almost every single commercial break has some sort of ED commercial in it or erectile dysfunction commercial in it. And it's, it's mind-blowing. But they wouldn't be spending the money to be doing that if they weren't getting a uh, return on their investment. ROI has to be through the roof if they are 
advertising in every single commercial break. So what does that tell you? That apparently that's a huge problem, just that no guys want to talk about it. You're like, ah, my dick doesn't work. I'm not going to say anything to my buddies. Do you think, like, if all of a sudden you started having uh, erection problems, are you going to go up to your friends and be like, hey, hey, buddy, Uh, hey, Jeff, (laughs) go up to my neighbor, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, do you ever remember those old, like, ah, what were those? Like tampon commercials? Do you ever get, or what was it? Oh, it wasn't tampons. It was um, do like the douche, whatever things, commercials. Be like, mom, do you ever get that not so fresh feeling? Yeah. And they're in like a meadow. <laughs> what if I did that with my neighbor, Jeff? Hey, Jeff, can we go take a walk? Sure. He's a nice guy. You're like, Jeff, do you ever get that, you know, floppy feeling? Because you just can't get hard. He's like, yeah. All the time. Well, I used to anyway. I mean, like, uh, I, sorry, Jeff. <laughs> I know him and a lot of people in his family listen to this. He's like, what the fuck are you saying? I'm a man. <laughs> I would never. It would just, it just doesn't. Guys don't do that. We just don't. I just can't. I couldn't even call up my brother and be like, hey, Chris. Do you ever have erectile problems? It'd be like, dude, Scott, shut up. <laughs> That's what he would say. But apparently a lot of people do. And here's the thing. Sometimes when you watch those disclaimers, they talk about, uh, you know, it's a it's a pill. Like a uh, Blue Chew. I know Blue Chew. I want to say Blue Chew is based out of Fort Collins, something like that here in Colorado. So that's kind of cool. I guess if you're going to have erectile issues and you want to get it fixed, go go hook up uh, with Blue Chew. Tell them I sent you. They're not a sponsor. <laughs> They're not. They're going to be like, who the fuck is this guy promoting us? He doesn't even use the product. Yeah, well, hey, they're Colorado people, so you got to love that. But sometimes when you hear their disclaimers, they're like, in they talk about like without any injections. And then I'm like, do that? Does that mean that they have to like put a needle in your junk? Oh my god, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine that. It's it's already not a comfortable feeling when you get blood drawn from your arm, or, or getting an IV in. Oh gee, sometimes I just I just look the other way. But holy shit, could you imagine that in your your bits and pieces? Uh, oh, ugh. but apparently it's a big thing. It's a big thing, and we really honestly shouldn't be embarrassed about it. If you, if you want to have sex, and then and there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody likes it. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you if you are experiencing that, you should see your doctor because apparently it's very common, very common. And it makes me wonder and concerned, like, when is that day going to happen to me? It's probably going to come at, like, this optimal time and then, She's going to be like, ah, fuck, it's embarrassed. Scott, we want you to perform in a video. We're going to pay you $10 million. All you got to do, Scott, is have an erection. Like, this is easy. Great. Um, ah, the first time this ever happened. This never happened. <laughs> well, you don't get $10 million. <sighs> as he blows out his cigarette smoke in my face. And a story as old as time. 
I'm dumb. Thank you guys so much for listening. Really appreciate it. I sent out a, a picture yesterday where I said that just a you know just a quick thank you to everybody that listens to this podcast, and I, I do truly appreciate it. You guys are the ones that are making this a, a success, and I can't say that enough. And 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 it's neat to see some of you guys are just like, wow, you know, I'm I'm going back. I'm I'm trying to catch up. Since I start pumping out four episodes a week, it, you can get behind fairly quickly. But I think ultimately most of these episodes, they're kind of what you would call evergreen. You can listen to them almost any time, and it's still just relevant. At the end of the day, it just makes you laugh and smile. But it's neat to see some people are like, dude, I just I just caught up, and I was listening to this one. There was one where the guy was just like, dude, thank you so much for... Who was it? It might have been Clyde. Clyde was like on a rampage tweeting at me. And uh, anyway, so it's nice to see that when when people just start watching it, or listening. And it's just neat to me. Yeah, what was it? Clyde. Here, I'll, I'll find what Clyde wrote. Uh, he wrote, hey, I just went back and listened to a bunch of your podcasts. Thank you for the belly laughs. And then he wrote, you can't titty fuck a bald head is classic. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm fearful when my wife ends up hearing some of the things I say. Thanks for listening. Here's the thing. I, I appreciate each and every one of you. I say some weird stuff, but you know what? I think we're all weird at the end of the day, and you might agree with some of the shit I say, and you might not, and that's okay. I think the main objective on most of these episodes is to just ultimately smile and, and laugh at shit. Some Life sucks. So why not go titty fuck some bald guy's head, okay? <laughs> With their permission, okay? Make that a t-shirt. No, 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 I don't think so. <laughs> don't, don't do that one. That's, that's a bad t-shirt idea. Ooh, that would be a fun project for you guys. Bad t-shirt ideas for the Duff on Sensor podcast. <laughs> uh, you don't have to actually design it, but if you ever... And want to contribute to that? We can uh, we can react to those coming up on a future episode. DeHuffUncensored at gmail.com. That would be kind of fun. <laughs> or failed promos or whatever you want to do it. That would be hilarious. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks to everybody that was able to contribute to today's episode. Again, I truly, truly appreciate each and every one of you. The numbers as of right now, we're in the middle of May. And the numbers are fantastic. And I can't thank you enough because you guys are all awesome. I truly appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share it if you can. Also, if you're able, go ahead and give it a nice review. Thanks so much to Blake Street Tavern. You guys are amazing. 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. Also, go to TotalBev.com and see what Total Beverage can do for you as you get ready for that next big party. It's the Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.